0: Welcome back to the People's Ethics Podcast, and today we're going to talk about the ethics in the medical field. There are a number of very questionable ethics present in our medical field today. While the medical field has helped many survive, it has grown to a point where there's a lot more medicine and treatments available to help a lot of previously very life-threatening situations. There's a lot more treatments for cancer and there's a lot more recovery rates for it, for example. But there are a lot of questionable ethics involved around the medical field as well, especially in the past. In the past of the United States, at least, there was a lot of there was a lot more racism there was more there was slavery, and a lot of these people couldn't get medical help, especially with colonization from in the seventeen hundreds to the Americas. People slaughtered indigenous people, they enslaved them, and they enslaved people of color as well and they didn't get good treatment they were treated very poorly, and therefore a lot of the doctors would not treat them. There was a lot of bad ethics, and this carried on into, even today, but especially in the mid, from the 1800s to before the 21st century, there was a lot of mistreatment of black people in a lot of our facilities. Even when slavery ended in years after, such as maybe the 1950s, there was a lot of bad usage of people of color in the medical field. In the 1900s especially, a lot of people of color and families avoided going to the doctor's office in more high-established medical facilities because they were scared of the prices and being mistreated, as a lot of people during especially heavier times of discrimination were turned away, or they would be in debt for a very long time, and a lot of the times these people of color, when they were allowed to be tested on or when they were subjects of different cases, they would be used as lab rats almost because what's more effective than monkeys or rats, humans, to be tested on for different medications to see how they worked or to see how different illnesses and bacteria worked. A lot of these patients, or lab rats in this case, weren't told if they had their illness in one case, working with STDs, they weren't told if they had the STD or not. And they sampled 300 people of color. And they were given free health care, sure. But a lot of them were given very dangerous treatments. And they weren't even told if they had the illness or not. This shows a very bad <laughs> moral situation. And this continued on for a very long time. Even into different cases... It was very, very bad. In another case study, an indigenous tribe gave permission for them to use their blood to test against something related to another tribe around the area. But the doctors still continued to use their blood and they used it to research things such as schizophrenia or different mental health disabilities. And the tribe weren't aware that they were using their blood still. They didn't give permission for the doctors or the university to use their blood and they only found out when a tribe member was called for an interview and this poses that they weren't told they weren't given permission to keep using their blood or their dna is that really ethical of the community at the time and this was not that long ago a case of discrimination in the medical Field is shown a lot in the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, And in this story, Henrietta ended up getting a tumor in her pelvis. And she after years of not getting it checked, and after like more and more pain building up, she went to a good hospital and she ended up getting it checked, where she was later recommended to an even better hospital. And they checked her. And they kept giving her very dangerous medicine. They sewed it in her, and she did fine. She did fine for the first few weeks. And there was more compl- complications that she had to face. She started getting more and more sick. And they kept putting these this medicine in her. And after a while, her cousins she showed her cousin that it burned her breast area and her pelvic area. It burned it to a crisp. So even on her skin, it looked severely burnt. And this probably had to hurt very, very bad. But when this tumor was tested, a sample was sent to a doctor. And the doctor tested this sample of cancerous cells. And apparently they ended up growing at a rapid, rapid rate. And a lot of these other cells would die very quickly. And would not be able to regenerate at the rate of Henrietta cells. So even to this day, they're still being used. Because they grow at such a rapid rate. And they were really easy to keep alive compared to the other cells. These cells kept producing more and more. They would double every day. And it became a hassle to even put them in more and more test tubes. Or different containers. So they could grow. And these cells were slowly distributed to other scientists, other industries. And Henrietta never knew any of this. They never asked to use her cells. And even after she died, her cells are still being distributed around the U.S. and around the globe through the use of trains and other methods. Well, her family was never aware. She had a very large family, and her family loved her to death. She was a very strong and kind woman as the book implies and even after her death her family were never informed or asked if they could continue using Henrietta's cells and these were used and tested for a lot of different illnesses and for a lot of treatments and they may have helped develop really good treatments as today that we use like different medicines and such But they never asked Henrietta or her family, even after she died, if they could use them. In the medical industry, there is a lack of communication between the patient and the doctors or facility a lot of times. Especially, this is present in today's society as well, but it was especially during maybe decades ago, maybe 30, 40 plus years ago. This was a large problem. Even if it helps develop really good medicine and such, it is still ethically very wrong to do. This lack of communication to the patient, or rather consent in this case, is still present in today. As during pelvic surgeries, for mostly women, some men included, uh, a lot of these doctors will let their students do a pelvic exam on the unconscious patient. And when it was uncovered, it was found that a lot of these patients weren't aware of this. They never gave consent. And they didn't even know they had a pelvic exam done on them by a student. When asked, one in three women said they would allow their pelvic the students to perform a pelvic exam if they were asked consent prior to the surgery or prior to being put under anesthesia. But the problem is they weren't asked. And that's a large amount of women that would agree, one out of three, but when this became out and to the public, a lot of people thought it was a bad idea to make more regulations because they saw it as a good opportunity for students to learn because people don't willingly consent themselves to pelvic exams every day, and a lot of students didn't have much other chance unless the person was unconscious from the pelvic surgery. But this still doesn't make it right. The problem was it was so normalized in the medical community that students wouldn't even question if what they were doing was right or wrong. They never even considered if the person had given consent. A lot more students are aware now and they said it feels wrong, but a lot of them still underwent it as students because if their doctor, the person who's supposed to guide them and teach them, willingly says, here, do this and it'll help you with your practice. It'll help you with the training they don't really question it much. A lot more students refuse to do it, but it's still a very large thing, even after it was publicized and after more regulations were put into place. It's still a very, very common occurrence to this day. And it is very wrong. There's a lot of discrimination and a lot of non-consensual doings in the medical field. So it is very questionably, very ethically wrong as more regulations are being put into place and as more wrongdoings are being publicized now, especially through the rapid growth of the internet and the use of it, there can be better morals in the future for the medical industries. In the medical field, there is there can be a lot more consent given, there is a lot more knowledge on what not and what to do, and it can become an overall better place as the world and society betters itself as a whole. But... We don't know what's in the future, but we'll see. Thank you for listening, dear viewer, and I hope you have a wonderful day.